When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. This week's episode of the Relish Podcast Ever is sponsored by Vote for Kathy. Tuesday, May 16th, we need all Philadelphia residents at your local polling stations to vote for Katherine Gilmore Richardson for Philly City Council. In 2019, Kathy made history in becoming the youngest woman elected to Philadelphia's City Council. And the only way to ensure she's able to continue all the great work she started is to vote for Kathy in the 2023 primary elections. So Tuesday, May 16th, pull up to the polls and vote Katherine Gilmore Richardson for Philadelphia City Council. This message is TRPE approved. Now on to the show. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to beat me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to beat me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. What up, what up? We back, man. Realest podcast ever. It's your boy C. Diddy. I'm Matt Makes Me Sick. Today, 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 it's our first edition of our Masterclass series. We're talking about real estate acquisition and flipping. Uh, today's guest is a native of Virginia and has had huge success in the real estate game at a young age. His work ethic is undeniable and his fearlessness has put him at the top of the industry in a very, very competitive market. To date, he has over 500 flips in four years. Five hundred flips in four years. That's crazy. He joins us today to talk about his journey, his trajectory, um, give y'all some game, and also talk about his long-term plan as a real estate mogul. TRP Nation, give it up for my bro, my friend, Tone Royal. Oh, what's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Some claps in there. You can't hear them, but (laughs) when they hear it, they're going to know. You know what I mean? They're going to be clapping in the living room. For sure. What's good, Brody? What's good, bro? I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, yeah. We've been uh, working on this for a couple months. Um, I seen what you was doing, uh, you know, with your social and really like stepping it up from yeah. a teaching aspect, doing tips with tone and, um, you know, giving people the game on, you know, some of your best practices and stuff like yeah. that. And, uh, you know, in the real estate game and what's helped you advance so quickly in a, a short amount of time. But before we get into the, into the teaching and all of that, yeah. we got to start by giving them some backstory about how we met because, <laughs> Instagram is the feds. Instagram is definitely <laughs> the feds. So, yeah, basically, um, I'm in Cabo. <laughs> he going to his driver. I'm getting out the car with my driver. I walk right past him. I'm aware of my surroundings, so I'm just peeping. And I, I lie to you not, five minutes later, your Instagram. <laughs> on my Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I ain't know you. You ain't know me. Right. We definitely had common, you know, mutual followers. But I was like, what the? I'm looking. I'm like, nah, this, I just walked past it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, like I say, fast forward. Um, seen the interview you did with Ron, Ron Uncut. And um, like I said, we locked in, started following each other. You know, I like what you was doing. You was like, yo, yeah. you, you go on, do your thing. 
I was doing my thing. We just locked in every since for sure. Yeah, for so. sure. And it was uh, it was one of the moments, you know, you have, uh, you know, like you said, being aware of your surroundings, you kind of like out in the wild, so to speak. You're on vacation, but, yeah. you know, we just trained to be a certain level of on point no matter where right. we at. So it's like you look up and you in elite space and you see another black face. You're yeah. like, what the fuck this nigga doing? Right, man? right, right. <laughs> so it was one of them Jones. But it was it was basically, uh, you know, a lot of similarities, man. Young, black, yeah. jeweled up, right, fresh. Exactly. So, so, so it was just like, I was like, oh, that's damn. What I was telling him, yeah, that was doing the same I'm shit. I'm telling my sure. girl, I'm like, yo, that's the dude I just seen. He just hit me, whatever. <laughs> whatever that mean but you know that that's uh i think kind of like a thing where like almost like men and women differ a little bit where it's like men will link up very very yeah. easily you yeah, know what i'm saying and, sure. and it'd be it'd be smooth selling yeah. no issues no nothing yeah straight up what part so, of virginia you from um newport news virginia okay that the news. natural yeah. virginia, real yeah. virginia. iverson Vic. Yeah. yeah all of them like probably two three minutes away Okay. Yeah, we all Wait, in the same you, city. Did you go to one of them, like Hampton or any of them? Nah, uh, uh, um, I flipped houses out there, but no, I went to Heritage. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, that's in Newport News, too. Yeah. East, East End of Newport News. Is, is it that wild in Newport News? It is. I mean, it's not Philly. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> it's not Philly. I'm from Philly. Like, it's, it's terrible not, as I hear out there. It's not Philly, but it's, it's terrible. Because it's not really much to do, bro. It's, but it's, you either getting money or you want bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so, pretty Philly. It's like if you it ain't it crazy how people from because see I'm older yeah so I kind of remember Philly where it's like Philly was it's always been it's an inner city yeah so it's, it's urban city rather right. shall I say so it's 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 fairly got its fair share but like it wasn't like that back in the day I don't recall either I used to come here a lot when I was young even now like with this murder shit we're like you remember we was doing two sixty two seventy yeah. you know we was down to one ninety at one yeah, point so to where it's like you got five fifty like that's that's just not normal. But it is crazy when you go to other places and you be like, yeah, I'm from Philly. Motherfuckers like, oh, yeah. you all right? <laughs> you cool? Yeah. You need some grief counseling? <laughs> you like, I do a fucking talk show. <laughs> I think it make I think it I think it make it worse. No shade to the uh the Philly Instagram page. Like I started following, like, oh, they out there going crazy. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Somebody the other day had posted like all of the, I guess like the Reddits. Of the different, yeah, 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 every city has one. It's like yeah. an Atlanta one. Yeah, you got Atlantology, Chiracology. Yeah, Philly Reddit, LA one. Uh, yeah, so it's like you could go on that and you waste twenty five minutes. You just like I'm never leaving the yeah. house right. <laughs> ever. So it's, it's like crazy. yeah, that's it is wild though because like what we always heard about Newport News because of Iris yeah. and Vic was just like that's the craziest place on it the is, planet. It is. And you talk to somebody from there and be like, you ain't fucking off like y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's funny as shit. Yeah, I mean it's just like. Like you say, you either get money or you just on bullshit. And it's just like, and I mean, you know, all the youngest, like, they don't, they don't try and kill everything anyway right now. So. Is VA per, as parochial as it is up here where it's like the, the VA beach people only look up to, like, Teddy Riley and don't leave? Yeah. Or Is it really like yeah, that? It's like oh, that, shit. bro. It's like that. So they might not agree. I'm going to say it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like that. Because I lived, I lived in Virginia Beach for like four years. I felt like I was in Hollywood. Like, I'm yeah. like, yo. Like, they was looking at me crazy. I'm like, yo, I don't live in Newport News no more. <laughs> 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 I, I stay on the beach. I'm like, I'm in Virginia Beach. I was running around saying that heavy. Like, even like a couple of the homies, they was talking shit. They like, oh, he won't move off Virginia Beach now. I'm like, yeah, I got me some money. I'm gone. <laughs> nah, that's a, it's crazy because like one of our friends, he, he always talk about like in Philly, it's so parochial to where like motherfucker would do something and like he, it's time to get low. Yeah. He from North Philly. He just gonna go to Upper Darby right. and be like, "Yeah, I'm out the way. Yeah. <laughs> never find me." Right. Yeah. Yeah, Waking up to my, I'm coming about to come to the city. Yeah. <laughs> the city is five minutes from where you are, sir. Like you be in West in no time. Like you can throw a rock. I went over there. I thought I made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's hilarious. So what was your uh, what was your upbringing like? Uh, you know, living in Virginia and you know, and, and being around uh, you know, all this culture and all that yeah. stuff that was going on, but then also having to balance like the street aspect of yeah. motherfuckers dying. I, I, it was dope. I mean, like me, I was always been a hustler since I was a little kid, and it's like uncles hustle, cousins older than me hustle. Everybody was just you know getting to the money. So. Yeah. I think I came from like a good root of people that you know everybody was just focused on the bag. Like one, I mean, you know, you always got that one or two cousins. They suck. Like, <laughs> they all bullshit. But it was like yeah, for yeah. the most part, you know what I'm saying. So it was like I knew how to maneuver at a young age, and then at the same time, like my family, they had their own name. So probably a lot of wreck. I duck just. They like, oh, no, nah, that's that's a little cuz over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I ain't going to yeah. sit here and, like, oh, I was out here. Well, I was just focused on the bag. But, you know, like, coming with coming focus on the bag at a young age, yeah. you know, you got certain problems that come with it. And I just feel like I avoided a lot of issues. You know what I'm saying? That right. probably could have happened just based off, you know, family doing their thing like, prior to me. Yeah, so, like a lot of little silly shit that, yeah. that go on. Yeah, so I know, you know, just like say, just knowing how to maneuver and just, you know, just hustling. Like I was young, I was doing any and everything, T-shirts, <laughs> CDs, DVDs. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, you go into the cookout, you got your 16-year-old cousin, he pulling up in forms and old schools with rims on it. I'm like, oh, no, I got to step it up. So, you know, like 14, 15, that's when it's like, I just dove straight into all that street shit, like early. Yeah. And then it's like... You know, my pops and everybody else, I, just, I, was, I was just around it. So, it's like I had no choice. Like, back then, it's just like, yeah, this is what I'm on. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So, where did you start to make the transition and uh, start to, you know, look at other, like, forms of legal hustle and, and applying that same work ethic and that same get up and go to something like real estate? Um, Between my pops, like, my pops, he had his own uh, construction business. And then, um, like, a couple other other guys – that I had looked up to, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, it was my pops, my pops used to beat like the entrepreneurship shit in my head, yeah. like, like, nah, you need to go do this, you need to go do that, like, you need to have your own, have your own, and I was like, alright, you know, like, my mom, she had daycare, so, you know, like, we was doing alright at that point in time, and then, kind of fast forward, you know, everything, take turns or whatever, so, I had to just kind of turn it back up in the streets, but I ended up creating a clothing line. When I created a closing line, my closing line was doing good. So that was like my first legal hustle. I was making some money. I'm like, yo, I'm seeing money off these shirts yeah. and joggers and all that. So that was like my first real legal hustle was my closing line. But in the middle of my closing line, it was doing so well. I started meeting people that was like having real money that was doing legal stuff. So it was like I had met two of my guys. Like they had different business. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. They was doing everything the dope man was doing. Like, they was buying rollies every month. They was buying their mom's car, taking care of everybody. And when I got around them, and I knew they was, it wasn't no, oh, just a cover-up. Like, this was their business. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because you know, like, I'm not going to lie. Most of the people I was with that day. Something's, something's afoot. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody, everybody, Big cover-up. It was a cover-up. You know what I'm saying? So when I got around somebody that was strictly business, and I'm like, yo, they, they moving and shaking. That changed my whole perspective, bro. I was like, oh, all right, I can do this. Like, if he doing it, I can do it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they was kind of embracing me. They like, yo, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. You need to jump on what I'm on. So 
just that whole being around them, that changed my perspective. Like, yo, you can really have a real crazy bag doing legal stuff. Yeah. That point that you kind of making is uh, something that we talk about a lot, which is like a circle of influence. And it's yeah. like, you know, once you get around higher quality, higher caliber Man. of people, it'll change your whole perspective and your outlook on exactly what it is that you can do. Yeah. Because like you alluded to, it's like so many of us growing up feeling like it's very one of three things. I'm a, I'm a hustle. I'm a rap. Play ball yeah. some, or some combination of the three, and you know if that don't work, then it's like I don't fucking know what I'm gonna do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's like you know you was blessed to be able to have a successful business in your own right, yeah. and then that put you in a company of, of better did. people that pulled you up and showed you the light. It did. It changed my whole perspective because I mean I'm not gonna lie, I didn't feel like it was possible. Like you know, Nuper News, it's not that big, bro. So you know, everybody, the people that was doing their thing, like you said, they was either hustling or they played ball. Like we ain't know too many people that was doing. Yeah. Like, like I said, my pops and them, they had their own business, but it's like, it's like well, you my pops. I know what you got me around. <laughs> you feel me? Like, you have me around some whole different type of stuff. I ain't going to detail, but it's yeah, like, yeah, yo, yeah. you know, I can't sit here and just look at that if I'm exposed to something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's that low-hanging fruit. It's right there in your face. It's yeah. like, all right, well, I'm going to do this till I figure out something better. Yeah, Luckily, sure. you figure something better out. So what was it specifically about real estate that attracted you to it as like a business before we even get into like the specific discipline of like flipping. But like, what about real estate even yeah. made you say like, this is something I'm, I'm interested in that I'm going to deal with. So basically, um, far, like going back to my pops, like they, they was the construction part. I was already around that. So I'm learning how to do like young. I'm learning how to do roofing and siding and windows and floors and all that, like the carpentry side of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was already doing all of that stuff. So that's like what happened was um, I was I was helping them with a project and God put us back in the day. You know, like Hummers was lit back then. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. I was Listen. young. Like Buddy pulled up in the in the Hummer, had the Rolly on, had in fact, I like a Tony Soprano. Like he pulled up and he like. Um, I'm like, yeah, who are you? He like, yeah, I'm, he said, I own the house. You know what I'm saying? Y'all working for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to sell the house when y'all finish, you know, fixing it. Ever since that day, I think I was like 15, I was like, yo, this is what I need to be doing. So right. that right there changed my perspective. So um, far as wanting to flip a house or just being some type of real estate, like just seeing him pull up and I was like, all right. So fast forward. When I got out of high school, I tried to take the real estate agent test. I failed that shit like five times. <laughs> I failed. I, I thought that was the way to, you know, get yeah, into, yeah, you know, yeah. into real estate. But Did like, you study for this test? Or? Yeah, bro, okay. I failed that shit. I thought you were just going like five nah, <laughs> nah, I was going to the class. They made good like a nine-week course. Okay. I failed that shit back to back to back to back. Like, I'm like, all right, maybe this name. They this happy to see me. you. They like, oh, yeah, we going to take another nickel. Quick little nickel. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I feel that joint back to oh, back. Are we going to take back. another nickel? Yo, so, it, you know, it was back to doing what I was doing, running up my bag. But I knew in the back of my mind, like, yo, this is what I like. This is what I want to do. Yeah. I just had to figure out. A way in. To, a way in. I'm like, I, long, as soon as I get in the door, I like, I know it's up. You know what I mean? So, um, I like, that didn't work out. So, I knew. I was like, yeah, it's made for me to, like, flip houses. It ain't made for me to be an agent and trying to sell a house and <laughs> yeah, yeah. list a house. And I seen how many laws and stuff they had to go by. I don't like playing by the rules. So, I was like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't for me. <laughs> this ain't for me. So my mom, she ended up getting her license um, prior to prior to me wanting to go and do that right after school. She ended up getting her license, um, her real estate license, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Like she was bringing me on to like the appointments and stuff. I'm going to see all these big ass houses out, and I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like I'm a, I'm gonna do this, make the money off of this, and then I'm gonna take that money and flip a house. That shit ain't work because I kept failing the test. <laughs> I kept failing the test. 
<laughs> so that's 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 kind of where it started at, though. Yeah, bro. yeah. So what made you? So once you in it, so now you in it. Your mom's a real estate agent. You are understanding like the carpentry and the build side of like you know repairing homes and yeah. stuff like that and rehabbing them. Uh, <clears throat> and you begin to you know get inquisitive about all these other aspects of it. What made you land on flipping as a focus? Because you got certain people that like you know buy, buy rehab, mm-hmm. hold. Refi, yeah, whatever the case the may property. be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, so what made you say like, I'm just running through these joints and I'm flipping them and, and so, that's gonna be my my game. I mean, I was I was getting tired of that street shit. Like, so when I failed that, I was like, man, fuck real estate. <laughs> when I failed that <laughs> test five times, I was like, fuck real estate. So you know, I just I, I went back in doing what I was doing, but in the middle of that, you know, I was still watching YouTube, still trying to learn, and I knew like far as me wanting to flip, like actually taking a fucked up house and making it look good, like I like taking something from nothing. It was just the uh, the art part of it, the creative side of it. Yeah, I was like, yo, I really can display what I want to do to a property. So it was just like getting tired of that, going through the trials and tribulations with that, and like taking losses back to back. God was shifting me to a different place. I feel like it was like yo it's time to do something else like you know what i'm saying and yeah. I, I felt like something was about to happen anyway so i was like i came to my mom i told her i'm like yo I, this is what i want to do like i need to do this like i like it gotta work i gotta do this i'm not trying to do this no more i was like i just had a funny feeling so she was like yo do it so i jumped into it and lost hella money because i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> yeah, i didn't yeah. know what i was doing but fast forward it from that from that nine months like damn near nine months bro we was putting in offers every day i couldn't even get a house like, I'm thinking, like, oh, you my agent, you my mom, we're going to get mad property, we're going to run right. it up. It ain't work out that way. So, just well, going. Can I ask, what were you yeah. doing to try to acquire property? Were you doing, like, share sales? Were you doing, like, just I local listings? Like? Yeah, local li- I ain't know nothing about off-market properties. Okay. I ain't nothing about wholesalers. I didn't know nothing about none of that yet. Okay. I was just thinking, like, you my agent, we're going to get property. So, she was sending me deals every day. And I couldn't get nothing. Like, it was people just beating me out on every offer. Like, when I tell you we was literally in that office every day, just putting offers in on anything, mm-hmm. and nothing was coming through. Mm. So how, where did this, sh- where, where, the first property, like, how did you get to that? So after all of that, I'm like, yo, I got to be doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. There's no way we putting in all these offers. I'm not getting no deal. So went back to YouTube. Because mind you, like, at home, nobody was trying to help me do nothing. <laughs> went right YouTube back to YouTube. Bro, I was on YouTube to like 6, 7 in the morning. I'm talking about staying up, just writing notes, writing notes. I'm calling people, reaching out to people I knew was doing houses in, in the area. One of them trying to help me, so I'm just soaking up as much YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I ran past wholesaling, which is a way to find off-market properties, okay. right? So I got that pat down. So the first thing on wholesale, first thing that was popping up was the easiest way is driving for, they call it driving for dollars. It's just mm-hmm. basically driving around looking for vacant houses, distressed houses. Houses just looked fucked up, you know right. what I'm saying? So they was like, you drive around, you find the address to these, you put them on this website, it'll give you the owner name, their mm-hmm. number, the email, and they give you their mailing address if they don't live at their house. Okay. So well, that's what I started doing. Next, I was driving around for like two, three hours a day, just writing down addresses. So boom, I drove around. One, the first house I seen had a for rent sign outside. Mm-hmm. So the for rent, it, um, I called it. it was a, I'm like, yo, there's no way somebody going to rent this out. It was that fucked up. So we I, in Newport News, though, right? This is the Hampton. Okay. This is just as bad. It's just the same shit. It's the same for real. It's like one big city. So I called him. I'm like, yo, I want to buy the house. He's like, nah, I'm I'm renting it out. I'm like, you sure you don't want to get rid of it? Like, he was like, well, shoot me an offer. I'm like, 50,000. So he was like, nah, I want 70, young blood. There's no way I could do uh, uh, 50,000. So I just kept calling him. So we ended up getting the joint down to (laughs) 42,000. 
Like, I don't know where. Like fifty thousand. Yeah. He like. Yo, 39. Man, what in the pawn stars is going on? Got him down to 42,000, right? It, the house was a two bedroom house, 700 square feet on three acres. It was uh, three quarters wait, of wait an a acre. Minute. A 700 square foot two bedroom? Yeah. That's so you got a starter house on three quarters of an acre of land. Yeah. That don't even make no sense. Bro, I'm But that's Virginia. You. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, bro. And the joint was like in the mix of everything. It was just this. Little house on this big ass corner lot. This room is more than like seven hundred square feet. <laughs> bro, it was little, and the foundation was fucked up. That's why, like, bro, there's no way you rent this out. Like I'm talking about the found. Like when you walk in, it's like we walking on hills in the house. It was that fucked up. So I'm like, yo, Thank he God like, he like, what you up, gonna man. do? He said, what you gonna do with the house? I said, I'm gonna tear it down. Yeah. He said, what? <laughs> he said, what? I said, I'm gonna tear it down. I'm gonna build new construction. He didn't believe me. He like, man, what? He just talking. So he came around the block probably like a month later, seeing where the house is gone. I just I tore it down. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna dive into new construction. I was like, cause the house was so messed up, it didn't make sense for me to right, fix right, it up. Right. And then the shit was so little. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna have to add a whole nother house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to add a house to the right, house. Right, exactly. There was no money to be made that way. Like, it was no money to be made that way. So Yo, I'm People like, know, I'm yo, just add another house. So we bro, <laughs> bro I, it was no way I could do that joint. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to tear this joint down. So I found this man. This man's like, yeah, you know, I do demolition. So I found this old man at the little, this little hood chicken spot. So <laughs> <laughs> he came through. I had, I'm thinking he had his own equipment. He's like, yeah, meet me at Renner Center. You gonna rent? Yeah, you got a sign for it. I got. I had yeah. to fucking. I had to rent. I had to rent the bulldozer for. <laughs> then I had to pay all these dumpsters. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I do demos. Just rent right. all the shit. Right. <laughs> Knock like, it down. That's funny. And then it's like, shit. you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, my pops being in construction, and I won't do like going through him. You hear a street nigga? He like, yeah, nigga, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won't try. He won't try to help me. So I'm like, I won't. I definitely won't about to call him and ask. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I got this shit. I'm gonna figure this. Out. That's hilarious. So we tore the house down, went to the city. I learned the whole development process mm-hmm. of how to develop the land to get ready for the new house I built. So I got the I got the shit for 42, right? Um, I got with this GC. So it was this old head around the way. Um, he owned like 40, 50 properties. And I knew he had a general contractor because he used to do new construction. Bro, I begged him every day. I'm like, yo, what's your contractor number? Give me your contract. I'm like, man, I'm dead serious. I, like, he didn't believe. I said, I'm dead serious. I'm trying to go, I'm trying to take off with this shit. Right. So he ended up giving me his number, right? And I called him. He came over there, and he was like, "You got a set of plans already?" I'm like, "Yeah, I had a set of plans from an architect." And um, I gave him a set of plans. He like, "I charge you 160 to build." I'm like, "160,000?" He like, "Yeah." So I'm like, "Shit, I got the land for 40. He charged me one some all in 200,000. And I knew I could sell that house for 310. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a go now." I, now I'm like, I'm locked in now. So I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." So. I called my, I had the hard money lender, the, lend, the hard money lender wanted me to put down $25,000. Mm-hmm. That was just all I had. It's like, I was like, I ain't even had nothing else. Yeah, so this so had to work. It had to work. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> it had to work. I had that mindset like, yo, this shit got to work. Like, my mom Let, was. Let me ask you this. How old was you at the time? 27. 27. Yeah. 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 I was 27. That was my first joint. And, bro, like, he asked for a deposit. I'm like, I ain't got no money for it. Yeah. <laughs> He like, what? I said, bro, I don't have no money for the deposit. Like, I had to put the money down to get the loan because the hard money lender, they financed me for the land, and then they financed me for the construction costs. Okay. So I was all in the 200000 Um, I told him, I'm like, yo, I got a hard money lender, so you're going to get your money. They're going to come look, make sure the house is, each phase is getting complete, and they're going to wire you the money. I said, they don't got to wire it to me. They can wire it straight to you. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. So he took a risk on me. And this was the contractor? Yeah. Okay. 
Cause I ain't, I ain't had no money giving no deposit. Okay. So we end up going like that, and that shit took off. Like we we built the house in like sixty six, almost ninety days. Okay. And but before I even finished that one, I was doing my little driving around again. I ended up finding another house, so I found an actual house to flip. So when I found that, I had two projects going on at one time, and it was like, it was on then. So with this, the house you found to flip, did you use a hard money lender for yeah, that? Yeah, I used the same lender. Okay, okay, Yo, okay. Like they was hype. I'm like, yeah, I got another one. I was like, y'all gonna give me the money? They like, they like, we gonna come look at it. They came out there look at it. They like, oh, you got a good deal. I got a deal. It was a house for fifty thousand. I had to put forty in it. I sold it for one seventy eight. Okay. So you doubled up. Yeah, I doubled up, bro. So go back to the house, the first one that you was two hundred in New construction. When man. that was done, how long did it take to sell, and how much did it sell for? That shit sold in two days, yeah. and then the, the flip, the flip sold before I even listed it. Nice. My, my mom had some pre-approved buyers. And she was like, oh, my son got a house over here in this neighborhood y'all want to be in. She took him by there. The house is like 90% done. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we love it. Let's write an offer now. So that one didn't even make the market. Oh, shit. And how much did the new new construction sell for? 310. Oh, it did sell for 310. Yeah, it sold for okay. 310. Yep. yep. So with these two properties, you essentially 110, so you a buck 80, buck 85. Yeah, up? yeah. Once I had to pay the lender back like 20,000 on the, on the first one because they it was 10%. Right. So I had to pay them back twenty thousand, and then I had to pay them back the other one. I think it was like eleven thousand. Okay. Yeah. Shit, that's not bad though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. So I was good. I was fucked up. Like that whole process, bro. I had an Audi A7 engine blew up. I was renting cars, driving my baby mama car. Yeah. <laughs> like God really gonna test you before you yeah. level up. Like Hell yeah. I went through it, bro. Yeah. Like I went through it. I ain't even had no. I put all my money into the, the house. I ain't even had no money to get my car fixed. I mean, you put it into a reasonable thing, though. Yeah, for sure. Ain't like you sure. put it on the fucking Virginia today. Like, me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck Virginia doing out here? You know, they just got put out the tournament. They did? Yeah. Damn. Hey, you call Iverson or something when you get back I'm down gonna, there. I'm going to have to. Hey, what the fuck is going to. on? Virginia was up nine. They straight <laughs> off. This shit crazy. But no, that's good, though. For your first two flips, you essentially a buck 80, payback 30, 35. Yeah. Yeah, you out the door about with it. 10% of the loan costs, I had to pay them back. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm good now. Like, it's on. And it was, it was just been turned ever since. I just started buying more and more and more. And then I built that relationship with my lender. Yeah, I was going to say, did you stick with that same lender? Yeah, I'm still with him today. I'm still with him today. That's dope. Let me ask you this. Let's talk about the relationship part of being in real estate. <clears throat> and then we'll jump back into the flips. But how important are financial services and the relationship that you have when you're running a high-grade high scale operation like the one that you run in where yeah. you able to do all of these flips in a short amount of time. Um it's super important because without the relationship, like you're not gonna get the funds. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you can meet somebody today that you can make millions with, but if the energy not right and the vibe they're not gonna do business with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So building that relationship and actually showing that you worth value, you can add value to their company, they adding value to me. I think that's like the most part of building that relationship is not just one sided it's like, I'm bringing business to you, you bringing business to me. And then not only that, like, we're doing conducting good business, and we yeah. actually building. So I feel like that's one of the most important things versus the money because those relationships you build today is going to put you forward tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And, right. any, and it might not even be in real It might be in something else. You know what I mean? Like, even me and you talking today, you might call me like, yo, Tone, this guy out here trying to sell a hundred unit apartment building. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, I know Tone, he locked in. He, doing, he do good business. You know what I mean? So, right. I feel like relationships is everything, bro. It's so, more important than the money. Oh, bar none. <laughs> so over the years, what's been your biggest outlet for um, acquiring houses? 
Um, so I got a whole I got a sales and acquisition company. Okay. So that's how we get all our deals in. So basically now I set that up. Now I create my own inventory for property. So now that I create my own inventory, my own inventory for houses, I don't have to rely on no realtor, no other wholesaler, anybody. So that was that was really how I leveled up. And it was really like 2021. Or no, excuse me, 2020 when we went to the pandemic mm-hmm. because a lot of the landlords they was panicking, they was trying to get rid of everything because offloading, right? Because nobody was paying rent, so they was panicking. That's when they like really <laughs> took off. Motherfuckers wasn't paying rent and talking shit <laughs> during Bro. the pandemic. That shit was crazy. I talked Bro. to the lieutenant governor, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't kick me out. <laughs> I just got off the phone with the man. Word. I ain't going down. <laughs> my fuckers was talking crazy Yo, during the pandemic. That's when that shit took off, bro. Yeah, I'm not so, gonna so lie. What, so. How did you allow somebody else's distress to be your opportunity and say, yeah, these people not paying rent, but I don't give a fuck. I'm going to buy these properties anyway because I got a bigger, better plan for this. Yeah. So we was already attacking the market, right? So we already, we know, we got, I got cold callers. We sending mailers out. We doing everything possible. Like we had an online social media fly and paying for ads. Like we buy houses now. If you're a tired landlord, contact us now. <laughs> we was shipping. Are you stressed the fuck out? <laughs> <laughs> Did your tenant call you a bitch ass yeah, nigga? Right. <laughs> Yo, shit was crazy. When I tell you, they was attacking that shit and we started getting properties left, right, yeah. left, right, left, right, left, right. Every house we was getting was a landlord, had a tenant in it. The only fucked up part about it was some of these landlords was not letting their tenant know. They telling their tenant nothing. So I'm coming to the house. One lady pulled a knife. She's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm here to buy the house. You're not buying my fucking house. She was, I'm like, yo, the landlord said you ain't paid rent in a year. <laughs> she, oh, oh, that. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I've been paying rent. So like one lady, she pulled her phone out, was showing me like, I paid this month. She scrolled down like seven months. <laughs> I gave him another 800 here. I'm like, yeah, you ain't paying no rent. So yeah, yeah. it was certain situations I walked away from, bro. Cause some of them people, they was just too emotional. I understand. Like this y'all crib y'all living in. Right. But so can I ask a quick question? Yeah. What happens when you acquire a property and it is a tenant in the property under a lease? What happens? I got to keep them. I got to keep them in I there, right? Got to keep, keep them for the duration yeah. of the lease. Yeah. yeah. Or in the pandemic, all the, the lease shit was out the window. It was, it was out the window. So, but this, so this was a lot. A lot of people that we was end up getting, we either, they lease was this is God. They lease was either about to end or they was month to month. Ah. So when they was month to month, boom, we you just got to give them, them notice. Yeah. That. Then the other play we was doing was cash for keys. So cash for keys is we give you cash for the keys to the property. So the ones that was stubborn didn't want to get out. We like, yo, we give you fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars to you get can out. Go the get property. a new spot. You can go get a new spot. You can run. A, you can run your same place somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you can run your same place somewhere else. Shit, two thousand. I can get in line down the right. I ain't got to pay rent the new spot. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> that's a, that's how we. Yeah. That was another way we was getting them like that. You know what I'm saying? But some people they were just honorable. Like some people that was actually paying on time. We was getting those two people. We was getting those people too. They it was, they was paying on time. It was no problems. They moved out the house, and we just got it. But it was just that. They was already at the end of their lease, so they was month to month, and the seller was like, yo, it's too much. Yes, sir, yes, sir. It's your boy, Spitty, here from DGB, a.k.a. Dirty Glove Bastards, Off the Porch Podcast. Now, if you're a fan of artist interviews, then make sure to check out and subscribe to Off the Porch, a show that interviews everybody from the dopest up-and-coming artists, your favorite OGs and legends, street comedians, directors, and other influential people from the culture. And it's brought to you exclusively by Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, 
powered by creators. What's going on with the economy? They were scared. Because, you know, like the older investors, they've been through that 08 and all that. Mm -hmm. So they like, oh, no, nah, this is not about to happen to us yeah. again. 08, was, Vietnam. Like, I'm, I'm not dealing with this <laughs> shit. That was my blessing. Yeah. Them not wanting to go through th that again, I'm like, I'm going to play ball. Yeah. I'm grab Man, I called my lender. He gave me the green light. He's like, grab everything you can. Dang. And that's when I start doing volume. Yeah. Yep. So... You got a hell of a lender. Yeah. So what is the real estate landscape like when it's 2020 pandemic, mm. you and your lender are aggressively going and acquiring all of these properties. Are you finding that you're buying a lot of property from the same people or is it like all in or is it corporations or is it all like individual landlords and you just both. see different, 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 different people every, every deal. Yeah, it was different people every deal. It was both. It was both, but then we had them package joints. We had them joints where it was like the landlord on seven, ten houses. He like, I'm getting rid of all of them. He's sending me a list. Like one guy sent me a list of like 40, 50 houses. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go through this shit, pick the ones I want, and I'm done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that's how I got crazy, bro. Like that whole that was like my whole startup. But it was one person. It was LLCs. You know, me and you can have a property right now and just put it in the LLC name. Mm -hmm. So we was getting the LLC properties too. We was getting the regular just. Person that owned a house ended up moving and was renting it out like your regular um, people that was renting the property out. We was, right, get, right. we was getting them like most of the people was older, so it's like they was not trying to go through that shit no more, bro. Yeah, they they like, like, just take the money and run. Yeah, they was like gone. So like I say, the ones we couldn't get out, we hit them with cash for keys. The ones that we could get out, it was just smooth sailing. Yeah. Yeah, so. So did you pretty, did you have to, was it anything that was turnkey or did you have to rehab pretty much all of them properties? Some of them is turnkey. Mind you, they had tenants in it. Yeah. You know, you got good tenants that take care of their property. You got bad tenants. Bro, some of them joints I was grabbing, we can go live in that shit right now. Right. I'm talking about, I had bought probably like seven or eight properties. The rehab was 10K. Mm. I was striking. You just doing cosmetic shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. call them lipstick flips. Like, we just in and out, in and out. So that's when it started getting. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm talking about we going in there putting carpet and paint. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like You're doing was, straight cosmetics. So yeah. in a situation like that, um, even though it's the pandemic, like, so what's your strategy then when you buying properties and, and what's perceived to be like a depressed market? Are you still flipping or are you holding those for a flip later at that point? All right. So at that point, I didn't really know. I didn't have too many people around me and I didn't have the education to properly know how to structure a good buy and hold deal. Yeah. I know me personally, just like I was saying, we was getting properties that we didn't have to do nothing to that I could easily put a runner back into that I should have kept. Yeah. But I ended up flipping them. So the way that the buy and hold game was taught to me was through your capital. It wasn't through credit, lines of credit. It wasn't through different various private lenders. So I'm thinking, like, I had to use my money to buy these houses cash. Yeah. So, so you don't hold nothing more than you can financially stand. Right. Basically. Exactly. So I was like, all right, well, let me just keep buying and flipping, buying and flipping, and building my capital. When, once I got the education to buy and hold, that's when I started keeping the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. But starting off like that 20, 2020 and 2021, I won't buy and hold it. Nothing. Flipping everything. I was flipping everything. So, so in a scenario where, like you said, you got these lipstick flips, what are you able to bring back on that deal? Like give us like a scenario of like you bought it for this, you put 10K in it. What, what are those properties bringing back in a, in a, in a, on a quick flip? So I bought a lot of them for between 100 and 125,000. And I was selling them between 250, 230. So I was making like 50, 50, 60K on the low end, 40. I was making yeah. a bunch. I had a bunch of 40, 40K properties I, I made 40K off of. Yeah. 
Um, and then every now and then you had them big ones. Like we had one joint, I think I paid one seventy five for, sold it for three sixty five. Yeah. And I put fifteen K in it. Damn. So we start getting stinking them. Yeah, we was we was definitely <laughs> spanking their ass every which way. I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> every which way, bro. Cause every now and then, like say, we'll get those ones and and they was in great neighborhoods, like neighborhoods me and you would live in. I'm talking about two story homes. Four or five bedrooms, double car garage, and great neighborhoods, great school zone. We was getting them joints. Like, people was getting out of the business. And I was like, yo, this is my blessing. Right. Because a lot of people would stop flipping. They was getting scared. Like, around my way, like, everybody was tuned in what I was doing. They seen I was going crazy. They started turning. They like, oh, no, nah, he's still going. We, we got to keep going. <laughs> right, right. So, that shit was crazy. Now, coming into 22, when the housing market kind of, like, went crazy. Did y'all experience? I'm pretty sure I felt the same thing we saw down up here, down there, where the values started going through the roof and people were getting just like this extra amount of money than what the house was worth. And you know, you know, it was probably selling 100, 200K over the asking price. Yeah, we was definitely getting it. I was, I was falling in love with it. I got burnt a couple times. I ain't gonna say I got burnt because I still made good money, but you know, like we got like appraisal bullshit issues down mm-hmm. there. So. You know, certain appraisers seeing they like, oh, you ain't. I'm not. That was the problem down there. Uh, the appraisers was trying to battle inflation. They was trying to keep everybody from selling houses super high, mm-hmm. so they was trying to appraise it back at what they felt was market right, right, value. Right. So I got hit like three or four times that year, 2022. But that was definitely a busy year for sure. I think it was a busy year for everybody in real estate because. Like the interest rates drop and prices just went through the roof. It's funny we had uh, my old head Nate on here. He do he he rents out rooms. Like, he got a bunch of cribs he rents, and he was talking about how back in the day, just how like carefree it was. He was like his appraiser would come like he got a house in the middle of North Philly. She can't even make it down the alleyway and be like, "This house look good." Take pictures of that yeah, one, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just do it. Yeah, drive by appraisals, yeah, drive by appraisals, yeah. Straight I think up. they I think they was doing that. I feel like they was doing that at home. It was so many people buying. Everybody's busy. Appraisers is busy. Inspectors is busy. Realtors is busy, investors is busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like that definitely was going on because it was a couple of houses. Like my realtors, like I don't even think he went inside. Yeah. <laughs> like because you know the realtor, they could tell from the little the, the realtor box if somebody came in to get the key. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "Some of them, they ain't even go inside. I, right. I don't care, man. As long as I'm getting paid, yeah. I don't give a fuck what y'all do." <laughs> <laughs> For real. That now was you, a crazy year, though. And you said you got burned. Did you ever take a loss on any of these flips? Um, nah, uh-uh. I took, I took a hit on one house when I first started. Um, the foundation and plumbing issue was messed up. I think I made, like, 15K on that house. And it was a learning lesson. For one, I didn't know the house was in that bad of a flood zone. Like, okay. like I talked to the neighbor. She said, yeah, the flood insurance is, like, 4000 I'm like, damn, okay. I'm not thinking it was an issue. Then the other lady, other on the other neighbor, she was four thousand like, a year. Yeah, yeah, that's high as shit for flooding. Yo, and then she said the water was uh, get past the garage. So I'm like, oh shit, like, yeah, they gonna need the four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna need the four thousand. Bro, I, I put that house in the market. That shit probably had like two hundred showings. Nobody put in an offer because they was checking what their insurance was gonna be, mm-hmm. and they putting the flood insurance in, and it was like, yeah, it's too high. So only only way I got that one off is. I lowered the price like a motherfucker, and then I offered them a seller's credit of two k towards their uh, toward insurance. Yeah, I had to get them incentive just to get that shit off. Shit. Jordan giving away sneaks. 
<laughs> Real Jordan, like you get all the Jordans. Yeah. That shit, that house still ain't something, bro. Real shit. That shit was crazy. So I definitely took a hit on that one. But on the appraiser side, it was some houses like you said. We was going fifteen k, twenty k, thirty k, fifty k over asking. The appraisers burnt me, right? So I how was, does that work exactly? So they they come out and say I'm selling the house for three forty, and you put in the offer at three eighty because you want to win the bid. Mm-hmm. So I accept your offer at three eighty. So of course now that you're putting a mortgage on the house, the the, the bank sends comes, yeah. yeah they sends the inspector uh, not inspector mm-hmm. they send the inspector they send the appraiser out. Yeah. So once the appraiser come out, he the one trying to lower the battle inflation because they was like oh no nah, this is getting out. And of he hand. don't think it's going necessarily pass underwriting once they get to the mortgage company. Boom. So you so how were people getting all this? So I'm gonna tell you what I was okay. doing. <laughs> this is what I was doing. I got burnt them three times. I call my realtor. I'm like, yo, my realtor, my mom. So I'm calling. I'm yeah, like, I was about to say, yeah. I, call, I said, mom, I ain't taking these hits no more. Right. So what we did was we did appraisal gap money. So say this house I'm selling for 350, you put in 380. If it don't appraise for 380, you got to cover that gap. You okay. got to cover that gap. So, of course, and I put that, and she made it known to everybody that went to go look at the house. So, if you don't have that extra money to put in to cover that shit, don't even waste your time putting in an offer. So, I was only accepting offers for people that they had appraisal gap money. So, then, so when I was getting, the appraiser was, they was only marketing down like 15, 20K or 10K. Mm-hmm. So, those deals that I had like that, they had to pay the extra. And so, I, then I guess I, I, I in layman's, because, I'm, you know, I'm a layman. Like, I'm guessing that when... People were buying these houses for these astronomical dollar amounts over what they were. They were just basically using their own money then, like yeah. straight cash, like yeah. not using no bank, no lender. Nope. Nope. Cause I literally like I, I know someone personally who had a house that they got for three hundred grand. They wound up selling during the panorama for fucking damn near six hundred. Bro. And it's just like I so I They had to cover it or they just had one of them easy appraisals that he just came by. Like I had some that it, they appraised, mm-hmm. but I had to put that in the contract for moving forward because I was not trying to lose no more money. And you learned that lesson one yeah. too many times. I won't. I won't go through that shit no more. So if you selling a house for three forty, I agree to buy it for three eighty, and then the appraiser comes and says it's three sixty. Three sixty. You got to cover that. Got to cover the dub. <laughs> you but before that, that, you were basically just agreeing to sell it then for the three sixty. Yeah. The, and that's why I'm saying I was making money, but right. like I wasn't making what I could have been making. Yeah. It's like, if a motherfucker agreed to pay four ten. Yeah, I want my four ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want my fucking four ten. That's how. That, and that's how I felt. I'm like, yo, if they coming at me with this money. I want the money. Right. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm. So were you finding during that time that it was particular? Uh, appraisers, or were they just all on that same vibe? Like, yeah, we trying to knock these values down. Those particular appraisers. I was going to ask, do you feel like race at all played? For sure. Okay. For sure. Because I've seen crazy situations where, like, the family got an appraisal on their house, and they felt like it was low. Then they, like, took all their pictures down and bought a white family and had it like they were living (laughs) in the house. shit went, like, 65,000 up. Like, my mom for sale sign got her picture up there. So, I like, when we, when, when it goes on the contract and we got a, a prospective buyer and we know the appraiser about to come, I'm like, yo, take that sign out. <laughs> hey, you take that down. <laughs> we don't yeah. even want them to know the realtor black, yeah. I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> Too black around this job. Yeah. Too black around this job. I was like, yo, take, take the sign out to y'all. Hurry up, hurry up. I said, matter of fact, I'm going to go get it myself. <laughs> no bullshit. That's hilarious. I was hey. not trying to lose that paper, bro. I was not trying to lose that paper. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic you don't really think about on, like, I guess, the day-to-day. Mm. Where it's like, you know, a lot, you know, we still deal with a lot of the racial implications from pretty much everything. And you see that, and, you know, you never really, we first time we've spoken to someone who does real estate, where they explain it like, yo, as a seller, 
you run through that shit dealing with these appraisals yeah. and shit like that. Oh, like, it's crazy. It's a movie for sure. Yeah, I could believe it. Man. So we kind of jumped ahead a little bit. Um, so what year did you start flipping houses? 2018, February 5th. Okay, so 20. So basically, so you right at five years now. Yeah. Four. Nah, four. You started in 18? Yeah, I started 18. Oh, no, that's 23. 23. Yeah. Okay, yeah, five. Five. Yeah. I don't so, bullshit. I'm like, nah, three years. <laughs> well, 2000, 2018, that was the year I bought my first house. Bought your first yeah, house? Yeah, I okay. closed my first house February 5th, 2018. So, mm-hmm. five years. Yeah, five years, yeah. And then you started turning it up, you said 2020. Yeah, 2020. Pandemic. So, I, how many how many properties um, in total do you think you acquired and went and ran through during the pandemic? Um, we was doing like 60, 70 a year. Um, with the 500 flips come in that because I was wholesaling too. Got it. So, when the thing was, when everybody seen me going crazy buying houses, they was trying to figure out what the fuck I had going on. Yeah. All the old school investors, all the investors, like they was like, What the fuck is he doing? I had a sales and acquisition company, mm-hmm. I was getting my own houses. They thought it was my mom, they thought I had a plug at the bank. <laughs> they thought I had. They thought I had. But you had the list. Yeah. They thought I had. Nigga a, got the list. Nigga about to end up on for my man. Like he got the <laughs> they thought I had people on payroll at the tax office. Like, oh yeah, he getting, he getting. They, I was hearing all kind of crazy shit, and they just didn't know I was getting. I had my. I built my own company out to, to you know, create my own inventory. Um, what happened with that shit? It was just like. Man, I can't even imagine. It, it, it just went crazy, bro. So wholesaling is what exactly. So basically, like, say you need a property mm-hmm. and you need a property, right? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all call me like, yo, Tone, I'm, I need three flips this month. So that's six houses. So basically, I got my team, like I was saying, they doing all kind of marketing. They cold calling. Mm-hmm. They sending mailers out. We doing uh, Facebook ads. So all these properties is coming in because people, they reaching out to us, want to sell the house. And we're reaching out to them to get them to sell the house. So as these properties come in, we getting them 60, 70, 80K. I might wholesale it to you for 100K. And then you can turn around and flip it and make and sell it for 250, 270. Right. So that's how I was wholesaling. So all wholesaling is you just selling the contract. Middleman. Yeah, middleman. That's just you just middleman. So I was like, so you was like, yo, I will call you like, yo, I got I got your three cribs over here in Hampton, Newper News. So that's 60K right there. I probably put a 20K spread on each house. So that's 60K. So that's three gone. I seen you three. That's three gone. So I'm just I was moving them, flipping them. So what I was doing was all the houses that's coming in, the ones I didn't want, I wholesaled them. The ones that I did want, I kept them and flipped them. Right. So that's how the numbers. So you profited off the inventory one way or another. One way or another. One way or another. Some of those deals was 30, 40 K spreads. I ain't even walk inside the house. Damn. Like people was calling me this. Like they like, yo, he got Chris for sale. I'm offloading them. I'm sending them out. I had everybody flipping. <laughs> like I had everybody flipping. Like people was calling me left and right. They still do to this day. Yo, 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 I need a crib. I need a crib. I need a crib. So it has its ups and downs. Like, Far as like the inventory that comes yeah, in, yeah. that we doing, but yeah. so are you only like concentrated in one particular area of Virginia, or do you just spread out all over the state? Just just the, uh, one particular area. I just started spreading out through the state. Yeah, um, like going towards like DC area, like Northern Virginia. Yeah, um, and then now we in twelve different states. I just started doing that. Like, Dang. Man, congratulations, that's big. Appreciate it. So, but out there, I'm not flipping though, just strictly wholesale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Memphis, Arkansas. Alabama, Missouri, Indiana, Charlotte, North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, that's probably one or two more missing. St. Louis. That's a, just a, 
You, you out De- there. Uh, Cleveland. Only thing I ain't hit yet was Detroit. Yeah. Everywhere you can get ribs for breakfast and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So what are, what are you seeing, um, you know, being in all of these different markets, what are you seeing trend-wise um, that's similar and different in all of these different places where you at as far as, like, the real estate game now in early 2023 where interest rates is high, people ain't got as much money, um, what type of challenges are you seeing in being like a wholesaler on a on a large scale in twelve different states? They, the investors are still buying. Okay, investors still buying left and right. Now my upper hand, I feel like I got in Virginia is Virginia is a military state. We got all the largest military bases there, mm-hmm. so we got constantly ships coming in, ships coming out, people getting deployed, everything coming in and out. So as that's going on, when that's going on. Yo, when I tell you, people always selling, people always buying. So I did get scared, bro. I got scared. I seen the interest rates. I was like, shit, I'm about to just start wholesaling. Like, I'm going to just chill out for a second. And then fast forward, I'm like, you know what? Let me keep going. Yeah. Let me keep going. So I did two houses, right? Boom, this shit sold. Still over market price. What high interest rates. Mm-hmm. That's just the ice. I'm like, all right, I'm about to turn yeah. up. Because I ain't going to lie, I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was talking my shit on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, fuck the market. Ain't nothing going to happen. I'm good. We're going to keep going. You ain't going. buying nothing. <laughs> I'm sitting here just going. I was going crazy with wholesale. Yeah, like, yeah, we had yeah. some crazy months of wholesale that I ain't even do with flips. So I was like, oh, all right. I can go keep going crazy with wholesale. So I ended up buying two more properties. I made hundred and 115000 off those two houses. They sold over asking. They sold within one day. So I'm like, all right, let me stay in these neighborhoods, stay at this price point, and I know I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't yeah. doing them five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar houses sale. I was staying, I wouldn't sell no house under three fifty. Okay. So I'm like, that's like two fifty, three fifty. That's something affordable. You know right. what I'm saying? Those that's what the military can afford. Mm-hmm. I said, so if I cater yeah. to them, that's what I was doing. So the other strategy was do not buy a house ten minutes from the base. Any base in, in Hampton Duper News. Um, Norfolk, I'll stay 10 minutes from the base. So that was my strategy, and I was striking, getting them off, getting them off. Anything that wasn't 10 minutes from the base, I was wholesaling. Okay. That makes so sense. that's how I got around that high interest rate and all that shit. I, I ain't gonna lie, I was scared for a second. But once I seen my strategy was working, I was back on the ground popping it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was back on the ground like, damn, y'all cribs ain't selling. Damn, y'all don't know what y'all doing. Come take a class. <laughs> I'm back on the ground popping it. I had to just figure out a strategy. So it was just like, to answer your question, as an investor, you have to adjust with the market. You mm-hmm. have to figure out your strategy. You know what I'm saying? So when them interest rates went up, like when interest rates was low, when you say everybody's buying, bro, you can go do a, a house, a flip in the worst hood, yeah. worst block, and yeah. that should go over asking. Yeah. When interest rates went up, buyers got picky. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let me be picky with them. So I was picky with the shit I was choosing to buy or invest in. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I got around it. Yeah, when them interest rate dropped, motherfuckers was buying any. Buying yeah, it shit. was Chris popping up every motherfucking way. Everywhere. Yeah. New construction. They rip a house down. This yeah. sun roof deck. Yeah, 480,000. It was crazy. That was a wild little time period. So let me ask you this. How competitive would you say the real estate market is in Virginia as far as like um, your, your flips and everything compared to uh, the wholesale markets and the other places that you uh, do business at? Truth be told, no cocky shit. I don't even feel like it's competitive. I just fit. I just found my niche. I think. Yeah. Just to be on some just serious shit. I just think I found my niche. 
when I first started, I was like, I'm like, yo, it's saturated. Everybody flipping. Everybody's doing this, doing that. And one thing you can always do is look at what somebody's not doing. Look at where place people not buying houses. Yeah. The problem was in Virginia, everybody was trying to buy houses in the fucking hood. I went to the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, I, my name flared up because they like, how the fuck he getting houses out here where we live at? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I will go out there because the people in the suburbs, they're going through financial situations too. They're going through divorces too. Gran- Grandma died and left them the house too. Yeah, yeah. And they want, ca- them, the younger, them kids like, oh, I want cash. Fuck Grandma, fuck this house. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I was getting yeah. all the houses. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. I was getting all the houses in the suburbs. I was not. I, I think I just started buying properties in in the hood probably like a year ago. Yeah. Like, and that's all my rentals at because I know the hood's gonna eventually turn over. Right. So everything I buy in the hood, I keep. Everything I buy in the suburbs, it's just gone. Like they selling. So that's why I was saying I started thinking like a buyer. Where I want to live at, what I want to pay, what the house, what do I want the house to look like on the inside. Like I said, the niche was working. So it was just like that saturation shit went out my head. I seen how many houses I was doing, seen how, how fast they were selling. And I feel like it's the same thing in the markets out of town. You just got to find your lane, figure out what people not doing, and do it. Yeah. But just figure out what they're not doing and make sure it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? The 12 outside markets that you went into, what made you strategically pick those markets as places that you wanted to set up shop for the wholesaler? I'm going to tell you what. Because I'm following all these people on Instagram, and they keep saying, oh, top 10 hottest real estate markets, top 25 hottest real estate markets. So I'm like, nigga, Virginia ain't never on the list. Yeah. So I'm like, either they don't know, or the numbers may just not be kicking where it's kicking. So I'm like, well, shit, let me go. If, if I feel like Virginia hot, and they don't, let me go right. see what this list talking yeah, about. Right, right. So that's when I started going into those different markets and different, um, different states and seeing what I can get going. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. feel like it's a little bit more competitive on the wholesale side because you got so many people trying to get off-market properties in that area. But on the flip side, it's just going there. It's just, like I say, location and price. Right. If you get the location and price right and, and do a good flip, it's going to sell fast. Yeah. And from a business structure standpoint, did you have to do, like, fresh LLCs or uh, S-Corps yeah. or whatever in all these different places in order to operate clean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's talk about that part of um, of the business. How important is it to have all of your paperwork buttoned up very and, and pushing your pen properly so that you can cut through all that red tape? Very, very important. I got, a, I got a super strong real estate attorney, so she really be – she helped me out on that. Um, one of the attorneys I deal with, she only deal with, like, people that's really shaking and moving, like guys yeah. building whole subdivisions and neighborhoods. And she deal with other guys, too, but – she took, she got it taken to me because she seen me from the beginning to where I was going. She like, all right, hold on. This guy went from being in my office every quarter to every month. Now this motherfucker here two, two times a week. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, yo, you need to set your stuff up like this. You need to have your stuff like that. Because what nobody else telling me? I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. And I was asking questions about certain stuff. You know, sometimes you ask a question about somebody, they just don't know how to fully break it down to you. Mm-hmm. So it's still a blur. So I was just like, all right, but shit, it ain't registered. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'll just go back and talk to my attorney about setting up, you know, LLCs, escorts, uh, trusts, putting certain properties in trust, certain setting up a trust for your LLC. So I was going through all of that stuff with her, and she didn't mind helping me. She was like, yo, you going crazy. You're doing your thing. She was telling about – she was talking about me to all the other big guys. I was like, she, I got her in my favor. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So – 
But that's important to have an advocate like that because um, asset protection is just equally as important as asset acquisition because people work so hard to acquire these assets and then, you know, some silly shit happened on the property. Somebody slip and fall, sue your ass, now you lose the property because you're not properly insulated, um, you know, from, you know, from that liability of that situation because (laughs) you don't have an advocate like you got and a top-notch real estate attorney to tell you, no, set this up like this, put this in this. Put this in a trust. Put this in a LLC. Put this over here. Put the management company in this. Yo, she she helped me out a lot. I was talking to her about everything. Oh, what, what medical insurance I need? <laughs> what, what <laughs> she life turned into a therapist yeah, at the while. I, I started talking to her about everything. I'm like, yo, I know you got, and then the crazy thing about it, I ended up moving. We were staying down the street from each other. <laughs> so it was just like, I was like, yo, let me continue. Like you say, starting off building that relationship. Like, yeah. let me build with her. She see what I'm doing. She see I'm a good person. Like, I'm adding value to her. People seeing me constantly close deals at her office. So people started going to her office to close deals because she was dealing with me. Um, all kind of stuff. So it was just like, like we just adding value to each other. And I just get in there. Like, every closing I had, I was asking questions, asking questions, asking questions. Like, I'm going to sit in here and pick your brain. We ain't about to just sign papers and, okay, all right, see you later. Right, uh, right. Uh-uh. What I need to t- who I need to talk to? Okay, oh, you got the rough IRA with them. Who you deal with? All right, let me get their number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so that's what I started doing. And then next thing you know, she started sending me deals. She started sending me um, private lenders. Like, it just started going on yeah. and on because, you know, she's dealing with all the big people. So she's seeing who people close with, who people lenders is. So let me ask you this. What's the most rewarding part of real estate besides the financial part? Seeing a house go from nothing to something. That's that's the most rewarding part, other than putting a family, a, a good family, in inside a, a home that you know that you just flip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then on the off market side, um, some of these people really going through situations. So you know, when like I said, the divorce, they like, yo, you know, I went through a nasty divorce. I gotta get rid of the house. And it's like, oh, man, like, you was a lifesaver, bro. I appreciate you getting it. Or some people, like, I know people that got in accidents. They lost jobs. I know certain people, they had to liquidate their house because they was going through chemo. And their house was fucked up. And it's just like, I just come through. And they're like, yo. So knowing that I'm helping people and giving them solutions to just be able to walk away and actually walk away with a decent profit for their house without having to fix it up or do anything. I'm just buying it as is. That's the other rewarding part, too, is, like, knowing that you actually genuinely helping somebody out of that jam. Uh, let me ask you another question. Uh, what is, what's your primary motivation to be successful? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, my kids, first and foremost. Like, I got a daughter and a son, so it's like my, my whole goal is for them is just have them set up. Yeah. Um, so they don't have to take the routes and go through the shit I had to go through to figure it out. Um. That's that's my whole that's my main goal. Other other than just knowing that I can create a better lifestyle for my kids, for my family, for everybody around me. And as of lately, this past year, being able to do certain things for my mother, do certain things right. for my, my father, my sister, family, friends, being in that predicament, I'm like, yo, I like seeing me I like seeing people smile. I'm a giver. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like knowing that I can financially be able to do those things, I think that's that's a lot of motivation, too. Because you don't want to give somebody a taste of something you can't do no more. Hey, listen, you got a taste, nigga. 
So I had to pace. That was a nightmare right there. And I was like, this this is like my first time trying to build out my team. So you know who you keeping, yeah. who you yeah. cutting. So yeah, I'm like, you oh, going back to Home Depot, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you tweet. Bro. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Like, give me a to... favor, put the spackle down. Yeah. Bro. Hey, he called me. I wasn't even there. He called me, bro. He like, hey, Miko, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Where's my check? Bro, he was talking so crazy. I thought, I, I'm like, oh, he's, he, he legit. He's solid with this shit. I went and paid that man and everything. I ain't see the job. That was fuck up. I went and paid him. Didn't even look at the house yet. I'm like, yeah, shit. Miko, come, come get your money. I got you. Man, I went up there the next day. Look at that fucking house. It looked like a two-year-old did the drywall. You called me. That's like, dude. <laughs> I called like, yo, what the fuck is this shit? The, the second guy I had to call to fix the shit was like, what the fuck? What the fuck did he do? He's like, right. Bro, that shit was horrible. That's hilarious. That shit was horrible. But other than them two situations, I, I always had some good guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You always going to have that one or two people that swear they know what they're doing that they don't know what they're doing. Like, I had one crew. I had them do the whole house, right? And I needed a sidewalk to the street. I'm like, just do a sidewalk from the door to the street. Oh, amigo, I know how to do concrete. Oh, shit, all right, knock it out. Man, fucking sidewalk was going this <laughs> way. <laughs> so the concrete was so fucked up, bro. I'm like. Yo. When it comes to getting, like, your contractors and your work, like, do you have, like, a certain method or is it just you? Yeah, I, I mean, I get y'all what I do. So basically what I did, I'm starting out. I started out with a general contractor that okay. first year. I think that first year I did like seven to eight cribs that first year. And what happened was I was at the house more than him. He calling me like, yo, what's going on at the property? I'm like, nigga, what? I'm like, what? I'm telling him because I'm there every day. I'm, I'm fiend out. I'm like, yo, I, I'm asking questions. I'm there. I'm at the property every day. I'm, I'm beating the contractors. There's six in the morning. I'm just yeah. looking like, yeah, it's my yeah. first joint. Yeah. So I'm there every day asking questions, learning the whole process. So after a while, I'm like, yo. I can be doing the same shit he doing. Like, let me go get my own guys. So going to Home Depot, going to Lowe's. But then it's like, all right, let me get the guys that's at the pro desk. Let me get the guys that's got a shopping cart full of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because they're the ones actually going to work. They know what they're doing. So I just start. <laughs> <laughs> I start getting it. I, like I, I start getting it. Like Migos, like Mexicans just sitting out front smoking <laughs> Bro, then my name is Antonio. They're like, Antonio, Antonio, Antonio. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's lit. So I'm goddamn getting their phone number. I'm building my contact list. So the next thing I was doing, because a lot of people flip houses in VA, I'm just driving. I'm seeing a dumpster. I'm seeing, like, contractors. I'm pulling up on people's property. Mm -hmm. What you do? What you do? Let me see the work. Let me see it. Like, a lot of them got iPhones. So they show me pictures. Yeah, yeah, I do this. I do this. I do this. I'm like, all right, I'm going to call you. So that shit got, that's how I built my team out, bro. Yeah. So. I had them rolling. Now they call me for work. I don't be knowing who, who. They call my phone speaking Spanish. I'm like, I don't even speak Spanish. Yeah. They like, yeah, call Antonio. So they probably thinking like, oh, he's, he's a Spanish investor. Right. I'll be answering the phone like, what? What? Next thing you know, they text me. Yeah, yeah you got any work? I'm like, who the fuck gave you my number? Yeah, that's funny as shit. <laughs> so that's how I built my team out, though, bro. Like, I, I had to just go through. I like I said, I went through the bad ones. I went through the good ones. Um... And I was just pulling up on people's property and, and going to Lowe's. Like, to this day, we leave out here. Say if I was flipping some houses, I leave out here. I see some, yo, what you, what you do? <laughs> Let me get your phone number. So you use multiple people for multiple different things. Yeah. Not one person, but yeah. like one for everything. So I got two crews like that, right? Okay. So I got I got a crew that does everything. Those two crew, they bring me the peace of mind. Because I can just text them the address of the house. They know what I want to do. They know what they got to do. We kind of know what price we're going to be at. So I don't have to sit here and call multiple people. But... Like, as of the last couple of years, that's what I was doing. Like, I was being the owner of the company and the damn project manager mm -hmm. because I got to call this person, this person, send them here. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. I want to give you a scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's say someone, um, it could be somebody in Virginia, has their own real estate LLC or S Corp already, mm-hmm. 640 credit score, and 15000 of their own money to invest in their first flip. How likely is it that they got the right tools to make something happen? They got all the tools. My credit score is like a 540 on my first house. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the lender I got, they don't go off credit. They go off the deal. Oh. So the deal makes sense. They're going to fund it. So that's how that's how I got my foot in the door. So I was like, fuck my credit. I'm like, y'all can keep giving me this money buy houses. I'll come back and fix this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so they can do it. A 640 credit score, 15K, they can do it. I'm going to tell you what they do. This is this, this, this the game plan. Take the 15K and put that down as your down payment with the hard money lender, right? The 640 credit score, leverage that, get you some business credit cards, get yeah. some credit cards, use that to pay for your materials to, you know, your flooring, your carpet, your, right. your wood, all that. That's all they need. Boom. They in the door. 15K, 640, it's doable. It's doable for sure. I will use the credit to leverage that to get the credit cards to pay for my materials. The other 15K, go for the down payment. Right. Talk to your contractor. Hey, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to set up um, the draws with the uh, lender. You can get paid per week and let the lender pay the contractor. You only got to come out of pocket to pay the contractor. Damn. Mm. So uh, where do you go to get a hard money lender? Um, one website is uh, realestatewealthnetwork.com. Okay. Real you, get, you, got, you can get a, a list of a list of lenders in any state. Mm. Real estate wealth investor? Real estate real estate wealth network dot Yeah. Shout out real estate did he put me on that. Um that's the one right there. So how did you find your hard money lender? Man, let me tell you how I found my hard money lender. <laughs> I noticed some shit. Man. So the person I was begging to help me, I ain't gonna say begging, I was worsome. I was person I was being worsome to help me learn and figure this shit out. He was a contractor, but he was a flipper too. Mm-hmm. Um class A contractor. So I kept calling him to come look at these houses. He like, man, this ain't a good one. This not a good one. This not a good one. So I went on Google. <laughs> I went on Google and found this company that does hard money. I just typed in hard money lenders, and this company popped up. Bro, they scammed me out of $6,000. Basically, what? they said yeah. 100% financing, but you got to pay six k buy-in for their membership. And they'll fund any deal you got. Man, I sent them that fucking 6K so fast. I think I was short. I think my baby mama put like 2K to that shit. <laughs> like, I think I was, I think I had like 4K. She probably put some money to that shit. I was like, I was in a fucked up space. Like 100% point. financing. Right. Ah, let's get it. Right. Like I was going through some shit then. I was like, bro, this shit got to work. I'm doing anything. <laughs> so, shit, I did that. I got scammed out of that money. And, um... I told the guy that I kept telling him to come back, look at these houses. I won't find no good houses. He like, yo, call this company right here, bro. Tell them I sent you. I'm like, all right, bet. I called them. I talked to them on the phone for probably about an hour. Let them know my background. Like, yo, I did this work with my grandfather. Mm -hmm. Did all of this. It's like, all right, well, you know, call us when you got a deal. I mean, I had a fucking deal next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, nigga, you stay right there. Yeah, I, I got some. That, and that's how I felt, bro, because it was like I knew what pieces I needed. I'm like, if I get good contractors, I learn how to find houses, and I get funding, that's the pieces to the puzzle. How common is it that um, a hard money lender will not look at the credit and just go off the deal? That's oh, very common, especially if you're flipping the house. They only they really look at that credit when you're doing buy and hold. Okay. Because, you know, you're putting some type of mortgage on that joint. So, 
They don't really look at the credit for real, for real. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I never really knew that. Yeah, when you flipping the house, they don't really look at it. They want they want to see how much you buying the house for, how much you putting in the house, and how much you can sell it, so they can see how much they gonna make. Right, <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. What's a fair range um, for interest for people to be on a uh, on a hard money lender deal? Like, what's 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 industry standard, and what's way too high? Anything anything over twelve percent is too high. Twelve percent is my cutoff mark. Yeah, you said you had a joint back in the day when you first started. I think you said it was twenty. Ten. It was ten. Oh, ten. Okay. So okay. remember, I was saying my all-in loan was two hundred thousand. So ten percent of twenty years. grand. All yeah, right, yeah I had go. to kick them that dub. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So ten percent is cool. Yeah. Six percent is cool. The the lower the interest rates you gonna get, them the ones that's gonna want that credit. Well, they, yeah. They gonna want to see that credit. Mm-hmm. So you got ones out there that do six percent and eight percent. They gonna they wanna see a credit report. Right. With the ten percent, the nine percent, twelve percent, yeah, damn, they don't care. Fourteen <laughs> percent, <Right. laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's how, that's kind of how I was, bro. I'm like, my credit fucked up. I got some paper, like it got to work. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. tired of dealing with niggas outside. I was like, bro, this shit got to work. You know what I mean? So yeah, because in the past I've dealt with hard money lenders, and we had to have a credit, and they still was at 14%. And I'm looking at this deal, talking to my partner, like, yo, what are we doing? Yeah, like crazy. Hell no. They wanted a 660 or a 640 credit score or whatever like that, and, and it still was 14% okay. on a flip. Some of these people is crazy. Do hard really money know. lenders, is is it state-specific, or do they go all over? You got ones that go all over. Then this one that i specifically been running with the last four or five years, mm-hmm. they only lend in Virginia. Okay. They only lend in Virginia, so you got some ones that only lend in that state, and then you got some ones like like they lend everywhere. Yeah, and then like I say, some of them, everybody got their own terms for real. Because the thing is, some of these some of these people, they're using their own money. They Literally, create, yep. You know what I'm saying? And then some of these people, they got people on Wall Street. They got hedge funds backing that shit. So them the people that they gonna make sure, like he said, this is in place, that's in place, this in place. So the people that I deal with, according to them, it's their money. That's what they tell me. Okay. <laughs> That's what they tell me. You know what I'm saying? They got family and friends that they all put in hundreds and thousands of right. M's and created, now, a, created now, a capital pool. Basically. Now, last hard money question, because I, I never dealt with it. So I was yeah. like, and he, he's told me little bits and pieces about it. You you sign on to do a house. Let's say you find a house and the house is, and it's a fixer upper, right? You mm-hmm. it's a, you can get it for 130, mm-hmm. right? And you know the house is going to need, just make it simple, 70. So you in it for 200, right? 200, yeah. And you can sell it for 360. Mm-hmm. So you go to the hard money lender, you put the money down, whatever, whatever. Now you said you can set up the draws to pay out weekly. Yeah. They won't give you all the money up front. Mm-mm. Okay. Nah. Because they, they feel like somebody's going to run off, like, save our rehab, like, 70000 ain't like, we ain't about to wire you this 70000 <laughs> right, right yeah. now. You're going to be in Costa so, Rica so, somewhere. So basically what they do is... Say we're going to do each phase of, of, the, of the house. So we got demo, we got our rough-ins, rough-in electrical, rough-in plumbing, rough-in uh, HVAC. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make sure each phase of work is done. So they usually come out, they inspect, or we got to take pictures and videos and send to them, mm-hmm. to let them know it's done. And when they see that it's done, they wire portions of that money. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but as far as acquiring a property, how does that go with a hard money lender? We just send them the purchase sale agreement contract. Okay, okay, okay. Like they're not gonna look at they're not gonna look at a deal if we don't have it on the contract. 
Like, say if I call them right now, like, yeah, I got 10 houses right now. Even as much money we both have made each other, mm-hmm. I can call them right now. Like, yeah, I got 10 houses right now. I'm about to send to you right now. What's Do you have them on the contract? You know what I'm saying? They're not even going to waste their time looking at something that we don't already have locked in. Right. Okay, last question. I, that was the last one. This is a real last one. Getting a house on the contract. So when you find a house you want, you go to the person selling it or to the real estate agent. Do you have to explain to them you got a hard money lender? No. Okay. Mm-mm. So how, how we do it, because all our deals, every deal I get is off market. I never bought nothing off the MLS. I never bought oh, a, really? Yeah, I never bought nothing off the MLS. I never bought a, a pre-foreclosure. Um, none of that. So <clears throat> all our deals is off market. So all we're doing, we're going directly to the owner of that property, and we're acquiring to buy it. If they agree or we negotiate, we agree on the price, then we'll send them our own contract that we got from our attorney. Mm-hmm. We get them to sign it. We let them know, hey, you have the, the preference to go with your attorney if you want to go with your attorney. You know what I'm saying? Usually when we get them that, they make them comfortable. They're like, you know what? We'll go with your attorney, and we'll go ahead and get that shit closed. So like, as soon as they sign it, I just send it to the hard money lender. Like, hey, got a new deal. This is what I'm paying for. This is what I'm putting in it. And then I send them some comps. They look at the comps. They're like, oh, okay, well, you can sell it for this much. Like, all right, let's go ahead and make a deal. So they end up wiring me the funds probably that next week. But mm. that's the process of for, for real, for real. Interesting. Damn. Other than uh, you mentioned real estate, wealthnetwork.com, what are some other resources people can look into that are interested in getting into uh, real estate and flipping specifically? Propstream.com. PropStream, um, it's a place you can look at deals. What's it called? PropStream. PropStream? Yeah, P-R-O-P, mm-hmm. stream.com. PropStream is another place that you can look for off-market deals. Like, I can go on PropStream right now and type in South Philly. It'll show me all the deals in South Philly, all the houses in South Philly that's vacant, all of them that's absentee-owned, mm-hmm. means that the owner owns that house, but he don't live there. Right. So, nine times ten is either vacant or inherited um, or a rental property. Because he owned it, but he don't live there. So mm-hmm. it'll give you, props and give you that list. So what you do after that, once you get that list, you skip trace that list to get their phone number and get their contact. And then once you do that, you just you get on the phone and start doing your one-two. Like, hey, how you doing? I seen you had this property for sale over at so-and-so South Philly. Um, um, I got a couple rental properties in the area. Just kind of shoot them like, you know, and um, <clears throat> see if they be interested for a cash offer. And that's all we do. If they interested... We get to going. If they not, we'll end up. We don't say we don't say the deal's dead. We just end up following up with them two, three months down the line. Because what happens is, a lot of time, people tell us no three, four months. Like, oh, I'm not interested in selling right now, and I'm not interested in selling right now. And then, boom, a financial situation happened. Now they ready to sell. They ready Virginia, to fuck sell. Virginia blow the lead in the second. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's time to get rid of this shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we get deals like that all the time. People call us like one lady. She told us no five. Five months straight. No, my daughter lives in the house. No, 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 no. On the fifth month, she called She called us back. It was like, my daughter has tore this fucking property up. <laughs> she has tore this fucking property up. Are you guys still interested? Hell yeah. We go down there, look at that joint. And we like, my daughter has tore this fucking... We go down there and gaslight that shit. We go down there like, oh my God, yeah. she did tear it up. Yeah. Mind you, probably probably not in that bad of shape. We're going to go down there and gaslight it just so we can get that yeah. price reduction. Yeah, that's funny. We're going to make shit. it seem like a hurricane hit that motherfucker when we go down there. <laughs> you right, man. Shame on her. <laughs> like, we be saying all kinds of stuff, for real. That's funny. What was shit. she thinking? You was a blessing to her. Now she has to go move. She's, yeah, she's going to go get her apartment. She's getting out of here. I was like, yeah. 
That's funny as shit. Yeah. You got anything else you want? Uh, my last question. Um, do you offer any type of mentorship or courses for people that are interested in getting into real estate, it. and how can they contact you? I'm, first, y'all can contact me at Tone Royal underscore, right? On Instagram, it's Tone Royal underscore. Don't follow the fake pages. Please don't. <laughs> Cause they is trying to scam. They trying to they sell. Gonna the, take your money. <laughs> they trying to sell their own mentorship. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I get so many text messages and calls and DMs like, "Yo, is this you? You got nothing?" No, I got one page. It's Tone Royal underscore, not two underscores, not Tone Royals. They not Tone they underscore creep. Royal. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna let it be known, man. Right here on y'all podcast, the official online course dropping this summer is gonna be super affordable. I'm dropping funding. I'm dropping private money lenders. Um, and then we going through a whole flip together. I'm showing y'all what's this damn near like a general contractor course. Like we going through every everything, plumbing, electrical, um, HVAC. I'm breaking it down mm-hmm. all the way down. So I want to start helping people know what to look for in the house, know how to build a team, know how to build systems so they could do flips in volume. But not only that, when y'all going into a property, knowing what to look for. You know what I mean? Knowing, okay, how much this going to cost me? How much that's going to cost me? So we breaking everything down, all the way down to the roof. Like we, it's about to be a super, super intense and detailed online course. Um, so that's coming right now. We running the wholesale mentorship. The wholesale mentorship is going crazy. I got students in there. They making money. They first, second month in the wholesale mentorship, and then we got the one on one ride along where I take you out to the properties and really show you, um, you know, how to start your flip from A to B. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean A to Z. From all the way to finish, so A to B ain't gonna. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, showing you how to structure your deal, so how to even send your deal to the hard money lender. You know what I mean? So definitely Tone Royal underscore. Um, shoot me a DM. The link is in the bio for the one on one class. Um, shoot me a DM. Far as interested in mentorship, mentorship slots filling up fast, like super fast. So yeah, man. Dope show, man. Um, a lot of information, specific, tangible information. Yeah. Uh, my, my brother didn't get on here and tell y'all go to www.google.com yeah. or yeah. or just go Word. to the state website and yeah, just start figuring man. it out, start clicking on stuff. Nah. Very specific, tangible information that anybody can apply. Anybody that's in Virginia, make sure y'all reach out to them. Y'all get some more specific information, mm-hmm. some one-on-ones if y'all want to do so. Uh, wholesaling... Wholesaling courses dropping? Whole, yeah, no, I, the wholesale mentorship going there. I going got, on now. I got a couple clients from Philly in my wholesale mentorship. Dope. So the whole the wholesale mentorship works anywhere. Yeah. I'll show y'all how to wholesale anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So we go through that. It's a three-month mentorship. So it's not nothing quick. And then it's not just education. Like we really showing you how to get your deals. Right. So right. Our goal is to get you having deals coming in before that mentorship is over with. So the, the wholesale mentorship is definitely super detailed. Everything I try to do, I just try to make it super detailed. Cause yeah. like you say, I don't, I don't like doing stuff where it's, it's missing loops. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Oh, hold on, <laughs> what I got to do after that? You know what I mean? Yeah, because the worst thing that you want to do on a teacher level is be teaching somebody something and then they come back to you and be like, well, why you ain't telling me so-and-so? Right. Like, because it makes you look uncredible right. as 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 uh you know as as an orator and as yeah. a teacher or whatever the case like on the, on the online course bro we showing you how to find your contractors how to vet your contractors um systems i'm showing you what materials we even putting inside the properties yeah i peeped like, that on the tips it, with tone yeah like showing. i'm showing everything because a lot of people they over remodel their property you throwing away half your budget trying to think you on hgtv 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like it's, it's that important. Like I know how to give you a great quality home without throwing your profit away. Yeah, without breaking the bank. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my final question: What's next for Tone Roy? What you got uh, coming up? Um, you know, outside of the courses and stuff like that. Where do you see yourself in the next year, two years, five years? What's next? Um, my goal, f- far as real estate, um, right now is start buying between twenty five to hundred unit apartment buildings. Nice. That's my that's my goal before the year is over with. Yeah. Um, we start buying apartment buildings. I know what I got to do. I got the team. I got teams I can send out. So if I find an apartment building in Ohio, I got people I can send out there get a rehab. So that's my that's my goal now is to start finding those those big units. I don't give a fuck where they at. So twenty five unit, fifty unit, forty unit. I got the funding. If I ain't got it, I got the people around me that now it's like, you know, when people see you got stuff going on, they won't be a part of it. So Mm -hmm. I got other people. How how often do people call you with money? All the time. (laughs) All the time. The thing about that is just like, I like for people to get involved. Like, just don't throw a bag at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, oh, huh, I want to turn this into this. Bro, come out here and learn this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, come out here, come out here and understand it. So when you are done with me, you can keep your bit of bag coming in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't want nobody just solely depend on me. You know what I mean? So that's that's one thing that I like to do. But what's next for me? So February 15th, I'm official. I got officially licensed for a mental health agency. So that's that's the next that's the next that's thing it. I'm doing. Yeah. So the mental health agency is about to be crazy. I I got that. I got the mental health game. From somebody that was already multi-millionaire in the mental health game, yeah, and they were trying to get in real estate. So y'all swap game, uh, man, and then they shit, he, now they doing real estate. You about to be doing mental health? He, he damn near just as turned as I, as I am <laughs> in real estate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I helped him do what he had to do. He helped me do that. And one one hand, like we just took care of each other, bro. So I, he helped me get everything, get licensed with that. So now I'm about to run the play as far as like setting up housing, um, because I got a lot of property. So it's like setting up housing for. Yeah. Um, different type of clients, different type of victims, different type of mental health um, patients, um, substance abuse patients. So we gonna, I'm, I'm about to run that whole play now that I'm licensed to uh, do so. Dope, man. Congratulations, man. Yeah, for real. Nah, man, I definitely appreciate you pulling up, man. Um, it's been some vital information. A uh, couple months, we'll do this again after the summertime. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. We'll do we this again, to. come back, revisit this, give people some more specific information, check in on you about the apartment yeah. complex hunt and all of that. Yeah. And uh, we'll just, you know, stay tapped in, man. Make sure y'all follow my bro on uh, all socials, Tone Royal underscore C. Diddy, Matt, Big Yo. Dan, Realist Podcast, Sever. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.